And to Jesus be the praise and the glory and honor. And God's people said, Amen. Very exciting teaching again today on the rise of the Antichrist. Yesterday I began teaching on this. I want to finish it today. We're going to look at Daniel 2, 7, and 8. Now, in chapter 2, which we saw yesterday, the story there is about Nebuchadnezzar that had a dream. He did not know what the dream was. Daniel, the Lord gave him, uh, gave him the uh, dream and interpretation. And here it is, of course, where he saw, Nebuchadnezzar saw this statue, or something that looked like it. And he saw a head of gold, and Daniel said, that's you, Babylon. Then he saw silver right here, the arms and the chest, the Medes and Persians. And then he saw the brass, the Greeks. Then he saw two legs of iron, the Roman Empire, east and west. And then he saw two feet, a mixture of iron and clay in the feet. And we're seeing the formation of the feet today. Now, this is why I'm teaching on this, because I think it's so important when you read Daniel 2 that you realize we today are seeing the formation of the feet and toes. Because the clay has nothing to do with the Roman Empire that's gone. The iron is, but not the clay. The clay are nations that were not a part of the old Roman Empire. Now, we've talked about this yesterday. If you missed the program, please go back and watch it because you learn much more than I can cover today about that. Now, in Daniel 7, we saw, and let me have that other picture of the four beasts, if please possible, that we got for the people. We, we saw what was, uh, what was described in Daniel 7, beginning at verse 3, he saw four great beasts. This is Daniel who saw that coming up from the sea, diverse one from another. He saw a lion. First was a lion and had eagle's wings. That would be, of course, Babylon. And then it says, I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked up. It was lifted from the earth, made to stand upon the feet as a man. A man's heart was given to it. So that's Babylon. That would be the same as the, the other picture, the head of gold. Another beast, he said, a second like to a bear. It raised itself up on one side. It had three ribs in the mouth. And if you recall, let me just go back here and talk about this because I think it's important. So the lion, Babylon, but the second, like a bear with three ribs, and the three ribs, of course, were Babylon, Lydia, and Egypt. This is all history, and it's all complete. So you see the three ribs in its mouth because he conquered the Babylonians, and he, conquered, he also conquered Lydia and, and Egypt and overthrew them. And that's the bear, Medes and Persians. And then we see something amazing in verse 6. After this, I beheld a law another like a leopard, which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl. Now, this is, of course, Greece. And the four wings are symbolic of the speed of the conquest of Alexander the Great. So here you see the leopard right here, you see the wings, and that is by the speed that he came and conquered the lands in the east. And then it said this, it said, and the beast had four heads, four heads, that is the division of his empire after the death of Alexander the Great, because he died young, by the way, the, uh, the empire was split into 
four divisions. And that's why Daniel saw the leopard. Again, speaks of speed and strength. So Greece comes, great speed, the wings, and it breaks into four heads. And the four heads at the time were Greece, Turkey, Syria, and Egypt. Now, he said now after this, I'm reading verse 7. This is where we left off yesterday. Daniel 7, 7. After this, I saw in the night visions, behold, the fourth beast, dreadful and terrible. Now, Daniel could not uh, see what kind of beast it was. He just uh, could not describe it. So in this picture, you see kind of a uh, dinosauric thing. I don't know if it looked like that at all, but it was a dreadful one. And that sure looks dreadful to me and you too. And terribly uh, and terrible and strong exceedingly. It had great, uh, and it had great iron teeth. It devoured and break in pieces, stamped the residue with the feet of it, meaning it destroyed all the previous kingdoms. And it says, <clears throat> and it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it. It had ten horns. Okay, now we're going to talk about this. I considered the horns, verse 8. And behold, there came up among them. So he saw this massive beast that was dreadful and terrible. He saw ten horns on its head. And then he saw there came up among them on top here a little horn before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots. And behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man and a mouth speaking great things. Now, let me go with you very quickly. I want to read you a part again of a book written by Damon Duck and Larry Richards. And it's, uh, the book is actually called it's the, the Smart Guide to the Bible. It's fabulous. These men did a great job with it. It's on the book of Daniel. And they said something I read yesterday that I think is important for me to read again. The fifth, now remember, can we go back to the, to the statue one more time, please, if you don't mind? Yeah, okay. Now, there are actually five kingdoms here. There are four that are gone and fifth that is being formed. One, two, three, four, and the fifth is the is the feet. And nobody talks about the fifth kingdom. We all talk about the, the, the four kingdoms. We just looked earlier at you know Daniel 7, four kingdoms, but there's a fifth kingdom that the Bible talks about. And this fifth kingdom is the kingdom of Antichrist. So you have the, the Babylonians, Medes, and Persians. Then you have the Greeks, then you have the Romans. But out of the Roman old Roman Empire comes another uh, kingdom. Of Antichrist, and that is the feet and the toes. Let's go back to the one with the four beasts one more time, if you don't mind. Okay, now listen to what these men said. The fifth and final Gentile world kingdom will lack uniformity because remember, ten toes, ten horns. It will be partly strong, partly fragile, signifying a precarious mixture of strong old. Roman Empire nations and weaker non-Roman 
Empire nations. Let's go back to the map, if you don't mind, of the old Roman Empire. Okay, now, the old Roman Empire, we have it right here, okay? Now, I'm going to read something I read yesterday, but let me just go on. You keep this map here, uh, uh, please, behind me. So, old Roman Empire, the weaker nations, non-old Roman Empire nations, they will be brought together by treaties and agreements that will have the outward appearance of unity, but these treaties and agreements will fail to tightly bind the nations together. So, five already, let me go back. It is believed, it is believed, that the five permanent Security Council members of the UN will be a part of the ten toes and the ten horns. Because there are discussions today about a new world order, about a one world government. And there are talks today about increasing the number of the Security Council to 10. The five members of the, the permanent members of the Security Council are US, Russia, China, UK, and France. Now, some of them came out of the old Roman Empire, some did not. Okay? So, Iron, back to the statue, if you, if you don't mind, one more time, the big statue, okay? The iron deals with the old Roman Empire. Some of the iron will be in the feet and the toes. That means nations that belong to the old Roman Empire. The clay are nations that did not belong to the old Roman Empire, which would include the United States, which would include also China and others. But anyways, now here's what is being discussed, what is being talked about. Let me read that, okay? World leaders are already in a vital debate about restructuring, I'm reading from the book I just mentioned, restructuring the United Nations with one of the main proposals being to increase the number of permanent members of the Security Council to 10. That would fulfill the 10 toes. That will also fulfill the ten horns on that beast we saw earlier, which we'll go back to in just a second, but keep this on for now. Some world leaders are already calling for a global management, the rule of the world law, and such and such. Today we already have the World Bank, the World Health Organization, the World Trade Organization. We have two world courts. We have the International Monetary Fund. We have the United Nations asking for a world constitution, world currency, world income system, world military, and a global identification number. It's already being asked today in the UN. They want you, you and me to have a, an identification number. They're talking about a global ethic religion in the, in the UN. It's all happening now, now. This is the formation of the ten toes. Remember, the feet are symbolic of the old Roman Empire or part of the old Roman Empire, which were east and west. 
The old Roman Empire was Eastern and Western Empire in the two legs. But the East and West are a part of the feet too. The toes, the ten toes, had nothing to do with the old Roman Empire. But the iron does. But you're hearing talk today about global management, uh, the rule of world law. Uh, they're asking for, for things we've never heard before. Uh, world currency, world income system, world military, global identification number, global ethic religion. And they're already discussing increasing the permanent membership of the Security Council, which have veto power. The US, Russia, China, France, England have veto power on that Security Council. They have 15 altogether, but 10 are rotating. So you have 15 members, five permanent, 10 rotating. And now they're saying, no, we don't want the rotating no more. We just want 10 altogether to be permanent. That will fulfill Daniel's prophecy. That's how close we are to the coming of the Lord. Now, let's quickly go, and because I don't want to spend too much time on this, we've got to go right now to Daniel chapter 8. Chapter 8. I'm almost out of time. I can't believe it. Okay, now, maybe I'll do one more program. I don't know, but we'll just let, let's see how we can go here. He said, I lifted up my eyes. I'm reading verse 3. Behold, there stood before the river a ram. Can we put that ram and the goat in just uh, a second? Actually, put them right there. Daniel sees a ram which had two horns. The two horns were high, one higher than the other. That's the Medes and Persians. Now, he doesn't see in this vision of Daniel 8, Babylon. He sees Medes and Persians, and then he saw what? He saw beside that, he saw a goat in verse 5. And then I saw a goat, he says. Well, let me just read verse 4. I saw this ram pushing towards the west, the north, the south. No beast might, might stand before him, Medes and Persians he's talking about. Now there was any that could deliver out of his hand, but he did according to his will and became great. And, I was, and as I was considering, behold, a, a goat came from the west on the face of the whole earth and touched, he didn't touch the ground, and the goat had a notable horn between his eyes, Alexander the Great. And he came to the ram, Medes and Persians, with the two horns, rammed into them with all his fury. And then he came in verse 7, it says, And I saw him come close to the ram, moved with choler or rage against him, smote the ram, raked his two horns. There was no power in the ram. That's exactly what has been fulfilled already in history. And then verse 8, the goat waxed very great. When he was strong, the great horn was broken. Alexander the Great died. And then it says that this, well, let me just read it, for it came up. Let me reread verse 8. Therefore the he-goat waxed very great. When he was strong, the great horn was broken. And for it came up four notable ones toward the winds of heaven. And out of one of them, came forth a little horn, Antichrist, which, which waxed exceedingly great towards the south, east, and the pleasant land, Israel. Okay, now, when Alexander the Great died, he had four generals. One of them was called Sisander, who took over Greece, Macedonia, 
the western part of the empire. The other general was called Lysimius, who took Asia Minor, which is Turkey, and northern part, uh, the northern part of the empire. There was a, a third general called Cilicius, who took the eastern part of the empire, Syria, Lebanon, Iraq, Iran. Now we have to focus on this boy here, Ptolemy, who took Egypt, and then we have to go and look at something very interesting. I want to talk about, well, let me just read this because this is going to get really hot here and exciting. Out of one of them came a little horn which waxed great. Wow. Towards the south, towards the east, and the pleasant land, Israel. That general came out of the northern empire, which is present-day Syria. And that is what, the, what history shows us when Cilicius, who took the eastern part of the empire, Syria, Lebanon, Iraq, and Iran, out of that part of the world, it says Antichrist will come because it says this. Oh, wow, wow. Let me just read something here that I think is very... Let me just reread verse 9. Out of one of them came forth a little horn, waxed exceedingly, exceedingly great towards the south, towards the east, towards the pleasant land. That came from Cilicius, who took over the eastern part of the, uh, uh, you know, of the world. It waxed great even to the host of heaven. It cast down some of the host and of the stars to the ground. He magnified himself even to the prince of the host. So he came against the saints. He came against the Lord. And he caused the daily sacrifice in the temple to be taken away. Verse 11. And a host was given him against the daily sacrifice by reason of transgression. Now. Later, later, Daniel now gets the interpretation. The angel comes and tells him in verse 20, in verse 20, the ram which you saw are the Medes and Persians. The goat is the king of Greece, Alexander the Great. And verse 22 of Daniel 8, now that being broken, what has forced for it? Four kingdoms will stand up out of the nation and not in his power. In the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors are come to the full, a king of fierce countenance and understanding dark sentences shall stand up. His power, by the way, let's, let's just go back to the four beasts one more time before uh, I, I go on, okay? It says, in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors are come to the full, a king of fierce countenance and understanding dark sentences will stand up. At the end of what kingdoms? Those four kingdoms I just mentioned earlier. Antichrist will come out of the northern kingdom, where Syria is, Lebanon is, Iran is, that part of the world Israel is. Because he'll even possess the pleasant land, Israel but he'll come out of that part of the world, according to Daniel. 
It says his power will be mighty, but not by his own power. He will destroy wonderfully, will prosper and practice. Verse 24, he'll destroy the mighty and holy people, meaning the saints. And then in verse 25, he will stand up against the prince of princes, the Lord, when he returns, but he shall be broken without hand. This is something fascinating because prophecy focuses on the time of the end. It talks about a war between the northern kingdom and southern kingdom, Egypt. And that war will happen during the tribulation. And the Holy Land, I want to just quickly, we're almost out of time. I want to quickly go with you to Daniel 11. Now, Daniel 11 talks about the kingdoms I just mentioned and much more. But then when you come to verse 36, it says, And the king shall do according to his will. Now, it focuses on the Antichrist alone. He shall exalt himself. He will magnify himself above every god. He will speak marvelous things against the god of gods or unusual things, is the word marvelous, against the god of heaven. He will prosper till the indignation be accomplished for that that is determined shall be done. God will fulfill his will. Neither shall he regard the god of his fathers nor desire nor the desire of women, nor regard any God, but he will magnify magnify himself above all. Now that is, by the way, mentioned in Ezekiel 28. I don't have to get into it. Where it talks about the prince of Tyrus. Maybe I'll teach on that on some future date, on the Antichrist in, in Ezekiel. But it says, in his estate or in their place, will he honor the God of forces or the God of fortresses? He will create his own God, basically, and honor him. A God whom his fathers knew not, shall he honor with gold and silver, precious stones and pleasant things. Now, verse 41, he shall enter into the glorious land, Israel. This happens three and a half years during the Great Tribulation, he'll enter the Promised Land. The Jewish people will flee to the present uh, kingdom of Jordan. He shall enter into the glorious land, and many countries shall be overthrown. But these will escape from his hand, Edom and Moab and the chief of the children of Ammon. That is present-day Jordan. That fulfills and will fulfill Isaiah 16, what the Bible talks about, the Jewish people will flee to Selah, or the rock, or Petra. That's what Petra means, rock. What is the rock? It's Petra, a place in Jordan called Petra. The only entrance to it is through the mountains, okay? I've been there more than once. The Jewish people will hide in Petra from Antichrist, and this is where the Lord will reveal himself to them, according to the prophet Hosea and other prophets. 
And then they will say, what are those wounds in your hands? And they are recorded in Zechariah. But we are almost there, saints. And the reason I'm talking to you like this is because, let's go back now to the main statue, please. Okay? We are looking at the formation of this last part of the last and fifth kingdom on earth before the Lord returns. We are seeing the coming together of the iron, old Roman empire, clay, new nations, not uh, a part of the old Roman empire. Could this be fulfilled in the discussions today that are going on that the United Nations will increase its permanent members to 10? I think so. Because you're seeing such activity happening in the world of new talk about one world government. We're hearing it all the time. We're People are talking about it. I was going to spend a little time today to talk about what's happening in Israel. I don't have time about this. We'll have to do it some other time. But that's a part of the full picture, too, by the way, what's going on in Israel. The protests that have been going on have quite a bit to do with future uh, you know, events. But I'm going to tell you this, saints. The reason I brought these teachings to you yesterday and today just to remind you, number one, how accurate the Bible is. Number two, how close we are to the coming of the Lord. And number three, how it is time for all of us to get ready by living holy, by living righteous. We don't have the full picture of the future yet because the toes are being formed now, basically. So we don't really know what nations will be a part of the toes. Most assuredly, the the five already, the US and Russia and China and UK and France will be a part. But who else? India, possibly. People are asking why India is not a member already of the Permanent Security Council. And other nations already are wanting to be a part. Are we seeing the beginning of the completion of the toes? Yes, we are. Antichrist will appear during the formation, not after the formation. Because after the formation, he'll be in power. Because it says among them, among the ten horns, will come up a little horn. From one of the horns will come that horn. So we don't know fully how it's going to happen. All we know is we are a very short time away from it. Very short time away from it. So Lord, we thank you for what you've shown us in your word and what you'll continue to show us about the future. Lord, all we know now is we want to be strong in you. 
live holy lives for you. Prepared for your coming and preparing others for your coming. And I pray you'll use these programs today and yesterday to prepare your people for your coming. How close we are now to seeing your blessed, holy, wonderful face. To you be all the praise and may we be acceptable in that day, Lord. May we, may we be counted among the righteous on that day. You be the praise. I'm going to go just a little bit longer today because I want to ask many of you who don't know the Lord to give him your life. If you are not a Christian, if you're not born again, it's time to give your heart to Jesus. We're running out of time. So will you pray this prayer after me? Will you say, dear Lord Jesus, I need you. Lord, forgive my sins and come into my heart and save my soul. I give you my life, Lord, and I surrender totally to you and your love. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to ask you now to give to the Lord's work. Secure your future also financially. Every time we give, we're saying to the Lord, you are my Lord. I'm declaring your ownership over my life. That's why God asked Israel for the tithe. Because that is declaring God's ownership over the life of those who give. Every time you give, you're declaring that the Lord is your Lord, that God is your God, that he owns you, and all that is yours belongs to him. So will you do that today? Will you show him your love and honor him right now with your giving? May he bless your tomorrow and keep you safe when economics, uh, the economies of the world will be shaken and possibly even destroyed because that's what is being talked about. That's why they're talking about a one-world currency, one-world government. Our future as believers is very bright, brighter than you realize but not those who are not walking with God. Their future is not bright. So let's live holy and faithful. You can give right now on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website, benahim.org. You can simply text BHM45777. And I'll see you again tomorrow. And next week, I'm going to be led by the Spirit because I really believe I need to focus a little bit on what's going on with Israel and how important it is prophetically. Much love to you. Bye-bye. Benny Hen Ministries has stayed on the cutting edge for the past five decades, making the move from analog television to digital broadcasts, HDTV, the internet, streaming live events, and social media. Today's fast-changing, bold new world brings an entirely new set of challenges. What we did in 1974 when this ministry began, or in 2000, or even 2022, will not be effective in 2023, and who knows what 2024 and beyond will bring. Benny Hinn's ministry has been at the forefront of each innovation that provides a better way of taking the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world more effectively and efficiently. Today, more than ever before, we stand on the edge of a bold new world. From the beginning, the Lord made it clear that keeping and storing all archives and resources should be a top priority. This is a new hour. This is the Joshua generation. 
Now I want to tell you something. The first thing God said to Moses is go down. The first thing he said to Joshua is arise. We're not a people who are going down. We are ones who are rising up. Even with controlled temperature storage facilities, time has been the enemy. Tape warping, decay, housing detachments, cracks, shredding, and breakdowns happen. Older tapes break, disintegrate, and require surgical type methods of restoration. Thus far, we've rescued and digitized 10,500 of the 13,437 tapes from the past half century. To God be the glory, a conservative estimate to finish this digitation process is a million dollars to restore the final 30% of these disintegrating tapes and move everything over to a much more permanent digital format. The project, already started, can be completed fairly quickly. Imagine, if you will, what could happen if all of our digitized material could be used to translate everything into every language on Earth. It is possible. Even better, how exciting would it be to translate these materials using the same voice as originally spoken, yet in all of the different dialects around the world? Pastor Benny speaks several languages, but imagine if his teachings became available online with him speaking in Swahili, Mandarin, Portuguese, Belarusian, or Cherokee. This amazing AI tool will be useful around the world. Pastor Benny's legacy, life's work, calling and anointing will be preserved for generations yet to come until the Lord returns. And with artificial intelligence tools that can translate all of the digitized materials into languages around the world, we can truly fulfill our Lord's great commission. Nearly 50 years ago, this great adventure known as Benny Hen Ministries began with one voice. Today, that one voice continues to be amplified over and over through every possible means. It's time to finish the job. What happens next will be the greatest blessing of all.